I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the cancelling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. All right, everybody, welcome again to another episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. This is Michelle, and I am joined by Marissa. Hi. And our wonderful guest, Jared Dyke, who is here with us today. Very excited. You are our first uh, male guest with us on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I feel honored in in that facet alone, so cool <laughs> yay welcome it's a very special honor to be um a male on this podcast I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess if i had if i had noticed all your guests were female i would have probably picked up on that but i don't pay attention to stuff that closely sometimes so sorry <laughs> no that is all good we are very excited to have you on with us today um Especially, so I was actually just telling Marissa, we met at the Ultimate Sandbag certification um, at Mm. MSC Fitness down in Weymouth uh, with Coach Fury and Mm. Tina. Yeah. Um, When was that? Was that 2021? Yes, that was last February. Okay, so. uh, That was that long ago? Are you kidding me? I know, I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, I feel like it was just this February, but that also didn't feel right. Okay, so yeah, so. Um, yeah, I've been super interested, um, in the work that you do, um, and the folks that you work with, particularly with young folks. Um, so I would love to just kind of turn it over to you, um, (laughs) kind of talk about who you are, what you do and why you do it. Um, well, there, (laughs) there, there are many cans of worms in all that, but I'll try and keep it brief so i don't bore the crap out of people um yeah so i was i am a strength coach but uh, by title um personal trainer whatever you want to put to it i don't care um mo- majority as a, we were just discussing before we talked about this like i visited you know like 90 percent of my wife's dad's family this past weekend and um that's a lot of family and i <laughs> rather than explaining strength coach them i just did personal trainer because yeah. the strength coach part kind of 
doesn't pick up for everyone. Some do, some don't. So it's just easier. But yeah, I'm I am a strength coach um, by title, and that's I'm a CSCS, which I almost want to not say that so much anymore because it's like I have I'm ready to fight with the NSCA, and I'm not a Mike Boyle person by any, by any stretch of the imagination in terms of like he's my guy. But I agree with him on that. They are annoying the crap out of me. But long story on that one, so we won't get into that. Um, yeah, I, I I work out of um, core core studio over in Brookline, Massachusetts. Who those that might have heard the name Tony General Core out there in the fitness universe? Um, I'm very fortunate I, that fell into my lap. So don't look at me as to how I got there. So <laughs> it was kind of on accident, but it works and. Um, I've actually, you know, Tony's now a friend and um, to say that I was an admirer of his earlier is probably an understatement. Like I was reading his stuff when I was in, you know, before I graduated from college and now he's my friend. So I was just like, hmm, this is not real life, is it? Um, so it's, it, yeah. And, to, and he is a really awesome guy on top of it all. So, and um, his life, we, his wife, Lisa is amazing as well. And she was the lesser known facet, but I'm also now more interested in some of the stuff she does because of the, um, you know, the mindset and the mental health aspect of not only training, but just in general. So, um, yeah, Lisa's amazing as well. So um, if you ever get a chance to meet either one of them, just shake their hand and be happy. to them. I'm very lucky that I know them both and to the level I do. Um, so, yeah, they're, that's great. Um, my brand is First 15 Performance. Where does that come from is always the question I get. And, I, and I'm and i okay with it because it's kind of what I wanted because nobody knows what it is. It is a rugby-based term. And those that have not met me before, um, rugby is my life <laughs> uh, in so many ways. <laughs> I play. Um, I have another podcast that's based on rugby. Um, I, co I coach it at the high school level. And um, I really, you know, enjoy working in the sport as well. Um, you know, we were, I asked my, we were in the hotel the night before we were going to a rugby match, like a professional rugby match, you know? So it's, it's been, it's been involved in my life in more ways than one. I've been to England to watch the world cup. It's yeah. So to say that, um, I'm an, what the British like to call it nause, like, you know, nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways in terms of rugby and I am that guy and you know as an American not rugby Nas, people are really taken back by that so um, but I am that person and yeah whatever I'm not ashamed of it I've, I've gotten beyond that age where I get ashamed of you know being giddy about stuff like that so um, <laughs> yeah so I did that uh, and then what was the, the last one was what, how, how I got started or something to that de degree yeah. um I got into fitness um, in college, but really it rewinds back to my high school days. And when um, I, I was lifting and uh, I'm not a thousand percent sure I was doing some of the stuff, right? Like squatting and some of the, and some of the deadlifting and um, my knees actually started to develop arthritis. I was like, like, that's not good. I'm, I'm like a 19 year old. That's not good. So I knew something was going on with that. Um, Fast forward, you know, six years later, pretending I'm an engineer, which I was not. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't do I couldn't do the math. Simple as that. <laughs> like, if you've ever tried to do that math, that is another level. And if you can do it, 
bravo to you congratulations <laughs> you did better than i did um but i decided um i want to you know i was like well i like working out and i'm in the gym and da 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 and somebody explained to me this whole phys phys ed and kinesiology major i was like whoa that sounds like something i'm into let's let's talk about that for a second mm -hmm. and yeah here i am uh kinesiology exercise science uh you know finally graduated from umaine and uh moved to boston about a year later and uh yeah just got got my first rink dink um personal training job and I met some amazing people at their personal training job, but despite the fact that I was there for six months and it was not the best, mm. but that was the business, not the people that I was working with, which we all know is usually the problem. Yep. Usually, yep. not always, but usually the problem. Um, so yeah, and I'm still friends with some of those clients. So that's that's how awesome they are. And that was, I did the math the other, the, um, the other week. It hit me. I've been, I've been doing this for 10 years and it didn't even feel like it's 10 years. I was like, this has been 10 years a decade <laughs> yeah didn't even like it didn't even dawn on me uh so yeah that's how closely to that i paid attention but yeah. somebody pointed out because uh, Catherine pointed out that i've been in boston for 10 years it didn't take long for me to meet her it took like six months for meters when i moved to boston so hmm. doing the math i was like wait that means i've been working in the business for 10 years okay great so um yeah i was i'm here and then I moved to another commercial gym where um, I met a lot of people and that's actually how I got introduced to Tony was that commercial gym. Um, just by happenstance, he lives, uh, it was in Brookline. He lives in Brookline. He, li he lived very, very close to the, um, the gym I was working at at the time. And my good buddy, Mike Anderson um, knew him quite well at that point and introduced me and da da da. And I don't know, probably three years later, I, was trying to find something for myself to do because I was done with the whole commercial gym thing. And if, and I get, I get it. Like some people can make an absolute living out of that and that is their jam and they should continue to do as such. It was not mine. Okay. I was like, I, I need to go do my thing on yeah. my own. And, you know, I was like, I think I can do this better. And if I don't, then I'll go back, but I haven't been, I haven't been beaten yet. So I'll, we'll call that a w but yeah i asked him i asked him uh <laughs> i asked tony what was what i could you know if there's anybody he knew and i also was possibly looking at like other strength and conditioning based gyms not so much commercial gyms so, and he knows everybody in the area I, mm -hmm. if, if you know him he knows him too i swear um so i asked and lo and behold he says well actually the gym i've been training out of has kind of come up and um, the lease transferred to him after uh, the person no longer wanted it. Thus, we have core studios and we have not, we have not given up yet. So um, cool. even through the pandemic. Awesome. So yeah. yeah, that's where I landed. Hopefully I didn't take too long. <laughs> no, no, that was great. I was, um, so being in the field for 10 years, like that is, we know that the fitness industry is one where folks tend to not have super long longevity in this field, um, especially working in a commercial gym, there is definitely a grind to that. Um, so for somebody who has been working in the industry for 10 years, how have you seen the industry change and or how have you changed as you have learned more and moved from 
that like kind of commercial space into core fitness? Um, what are some of those changes that have happened for you? Well, for, so for me, it's, um, I mean, there's a lot I could probably get into one. I'm no longer like, and this has even taken me up till about three years ago to try to fully get over this whole, you should do this exact thing to do for exercise. And it, it dawned on me. I was like, I need to stop saying that because people have issues just getting up and moving, let alone like getting into a gym and picking stuff up and putting it back down. So I, I stopped with that. Um, I finally got rid of that. And, you know, I stopped, I, I was able to stop putting down, you know, just exercise in general, which was helpful in so many ways and um, nudging people towards how I saw the best way and not like trying to jam it down their throat. Cause that's not comfortable in, in, in many, in many terms. Um, so I, yeah, I stopped doing that. Um, and I, and I just, I also figured out and they tell you this and it's one of those and sometimes there's things that they tell you and you don't believe it until you experience it and figure it out for yourself but for me it was not every person is going to be my client they're not going to want to be they're not going to be a good fit um and even since you know since i moved to you know being an independent um you know operator here it was I've, I've not, I've had um, the opportunity to kind of just say, this is not a good fit for us when people come in to, to my place. And it's not often, it honestly isn't because I do try and, you know, be adaptable and, and especially when you're trying to survive and make a buck and not go completely broke. And now I have a mortgage and, you know, but before pay rent, put food on the table, all that good stuff. Let's be real. My wife is the breadwinner in this whole thing, not me. <laughs> <laughs> she's keeping us afloat and, and keeping me sane. That's about that. That's, that's the Herculean effort she's giving right now. <laughs> um, but I, I understood like, I'm no longer, I no longer can, you know, sit there and think everybody should train with me. No, not everybody should train with me. Cause not only will I not be a good fit for them, they won't be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was talking, I, I talked about this with, uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, God, had to be, it was during the spring season, um, the high school season. So it was probably sometime in April or May. And I had an assessment that I refunded their money because there was no way it was going to be a good fit for either of us. And I could tell the, the amount of energy I was going to have to give this person was way beyond what I was willing to do. And that's not to say that. I want to be lazy. It's to say that it would take away so much from my other clients. And also I was still coaching the high school team at the time. So that takes, if anybody's ever done that, it takes a lot, a lot of energy. So between those two things in my brain, I was like, you know what, I'm going to refund this person's money. I'm going to let them, you know, go on their way. And I think I pointed them down the road to um, a couple of commercial gyms that are still uh, in the Brookline area. Hopefully um, they were able to find an answer down there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just, yeah, not everybody's going to work for you and not everybody's, you're not going to work for everyone. That's, that is life. You know, yep. there's a reason that we don't marry everyone after all, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, and I'm not friends. We're not friends with everyone that we ever, that we touch or, you know, touch and, and have interactions with is a reason. Some of us just don't get along. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a relationship too. That's the other thing that I also started to figure out, like, 
this is not me telling them what to do. This is a two-way street here. Mm. You know, what was the, uh, it was, I think it was a Vince Vaughn quote. This, it's not a, it's not a highway and a bike path. It's a, it's a two lane highway or something like that. Mm. I think that was, was that from couples retreat? I think something like that. Oh. <laughs> Bad movie quotes stick in my head. Bad movie quotes <laughs> stick in my head. And I quote them all the time. And my wife is like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and she doesn't remember any of them, which is very unhelpful for me and my amusement. I'm like, no, you don't remember this. And by the time I've explained it for the 20th minute, it, the joke is now gone and I'm just now frustrated. So I stopped doing that. I was like, I'll quote it and be done. I'm not going to try and explain it. If she laughs, she laughs. If she doesn't, done. It's okay. <laughs> I totally feel your pain there. I am. I never. Well, I feel her pains. I never watch movies. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I'm that person's like, ah, no, I, I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, me, yeah, I think that's such an important point to make, both for the the trainer perspective, but also for the client perspective. That you know, from the trainer perspective, you know, we I think we're kind of like conditioned to think of it in terms of like, well, this client is non-compliant, which I absolutely hate that term. Um, and, you know, or maybe things just don't jive and that's okay. Or if a client wants to leave, like if a client's not feeling good with working you, that's okay. That's not necessarily like a reflection of your abilities or your skills as a trainer. Sometimes you just don't mesh, but also I think it's a good reminder for clients too. If you're having difficulty following a program or if you're not feeling passionate about it anymore or something like that again that could just be it's not that you're a failure as a client or you don't want it bad enough it could just be you're not jiving with your trainer that well so yeah totally yeah, yeah i agree yeah big time Definitely. who what or who is your ideal client when somebody walks through the door and they say, I want to be able to do this, or I want to learn how to do this. Like what, like who lights you up when you're like, yes, this, this I want to work with you. <laughs> well, I mean, anybody that comes in, comes in and says, I want to learn how to deadlift. I'm like, Yee, all right, let's get this thing going. I'm ready to go. But <laughs> I know that's not everyone. And you know, everyone will deadlift, but whether or not they're like excited about it is a totally different jam. <laughs> and so when they're like, yeah, I want to learn how to deadlift. I'm like, let's go like here, 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 let's go. Let's like, come here, come here. Like sessions on the house. Oh, wait, no, can't do that. Can't do that. Need to pay the bills, <laughs> but got overexcited. Um, yeah. But that obviously somebody that says that, but I just, um, I, I do. Um, and I said it um, probably, God, I said, I probably said this like six years ago with, um, I was talking with my friend, Kristen and, um, like I actually, and it's not to say that I don't like working with men, but like, I actually find working with females more enjoyable um, just because they, they, I, it, I feel like they see that the little light bulbs turn on and they get more excited about it as opposed to the guys. And as a guy, as a guy, and I know this is how we operate. It's the big light bulbs that got to light us up after that. It's like, man, <laughs> so for women, it's like all these little light bulbs that turn on and just to see them, their excitement level. I'm like, I like this. And who doesn't mm -hmm. like positive, you know, just positive energy. So totally. you know, I, I really do. I really do enjoy it. And that's mm -hmm. also why I also work like, I like working with the kids I work with, but I have actually started, I got more girls players coming in than I do the boys. And I was mm -hmm. like, they are ready to get after it. And boys, I'm kicking them in the butt. Like guys, 
get in here. <laughs> some of you are not that big. Like my, I, I love the kids, but some of them still scrawny, still not that strong. You will break. You've never <laughs> seen the sport of rugby. You need to be strong yeah. enough to take a hit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Rugby players are built like a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was told at least. Yeah. So are, is, are rugby players as crazy as people say they are? I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yes, because we're doing what we do, but, and I was just, I, I actually had this conversation um, not too long ago with my, with my mom and my wife. Um, like it is, it was primarily my wife. My mom just chimed in here and there because she was half listening. Love you, ma. Um, <laughs> um, she, so we were talking about like, you know, if you don't know, or if you don't play rugby, if you don't know a rugby player personally, um, you don't understand, like, we're just a bunch of goofs and softies for the most part. Yes, we play a very tough sport and in which you have to probably be a little bit tweaked somewhere in order <laughs> to play said sport. But, you know, rugby players in general, um, you know, really, and we are as a, as a group um, collectively for rugby players, when there are people, for lack of a better term, that are dickheads, we are <laughs> very vehement about trying to stamp them out and like, mm-hmm. nope, you, you suck. Like, we don't want you like, go away, go away. Yeah. Um, because we do, you know, and cause there is a stigma around rugby players, especially if, um, like if you uh, went to college and you met some of the rugby players there, they were probably a little bit of a, a wild side and yes. So that is what, what's what you see, but that's not the majority, but as okay. we all know, you know, the very few screwed up for the majority. And that's, so we as a collective work really hard to just, you know, show that we're not a bunch of dopes and yeah, we like a drink or two sometimes, but we're not, you know, howling at the moon all night hours a night every night (laughs) (laughs) that's just not how it works but yeah I mean for the most part it's they're they're regular we're regular people um you know my my, three three of my best friends that uh, I met during rugby are very softy very big softies like me so um they're we're not we're not that nuts you know we're just regular people that just might have that weird switch in their brain that said, let's go smash into another person really hard with no pads. <laughs> but other than that, we're, we're normal. <laughs> As normal I goes, we, I suppose. I, I think we just found a, a title for this episode. Rugby players are people too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So it might I, be weird I, ones, but that's okay. um i'm intrigued by the fact that you work with um with younger folks and i would love to to kind of dig into that a little bit like Mm -hmm. kind of you know what how different is that from working with an adult and um like i guess like kind of special considerations right like i know when i'm working with younger folks around nutrition like super careful with language, things like that. So can you talk to a little bit about what it's been like training younger athletes? It's, um, I mean, it, I get, I, I get juice out of that. And it's not to say that my other clients don't get me excited, but you talk about people that, you know, put, you know, put stuff into your cup and fill your cup. Yeah. Those ones actually do it for me. And it's kind of the opposite when I'm out playing, coaching them on the field, that's five days a week. And for, you know, two, three hours at a time, that's a different story and a whole different, you know, Mm -hmm. approach. 
but with with them it's it, it's fun and they feed off each other as well especially if i have two or three of them in there they will feed off each other um yeah. and that's and that's the and that's a lot of fun to watch because you know they will push each other but also um yeah and I, and most of them i have to rein back instead of push forward a little bit which is what i tend to have to do with with um many adults not all of them but many of them i have to kind of nudge them forward be like yeah you, you need to go to the heavier kettlebell go on mm. you're, you're fine <laughs> you, you, you'll be okay i promise um but yeah and they're it, it's all the little things that sometimes you take for granted with kids like they leave crap everywhere and <laughs> i'm just like listen what is the model that we go by and it's a one that was stolen from um legacy uh, by james kerr if you haven't read it it's all about the all blacks um sweep the sheds and everybody certainly everybody that that is on uh, the high school team i coach but everybody all the young kids in the um that come in learn that term and it means clean up the crap that you freaking left behind it <laughs> means a lot more than that but for them that's what it means it means clean up everything nicer than when you found it which is what i try and emphasize nicer than when you found it mm -hmm. so you know pick up an extra piece of trash when we're on the field or you know put an extra kettlebell that somebody was kind of foolish enough to leave a leave out um mm -hmm. there are still some days where i'm just like <laughs> i'll send pictures to the to the athlete to be like what is this and there's three kettlebells all just kind of laying on their side not near anywhere near the rack i'm like okay and and i don't i don't, don't make them do any punishment if they do that it's yeah. just more the shame that you should feel is enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm shaming you right now. And that is hopefully enough for you to, for it to register in your brain. Oh, I need to do that. Mm, and yeah. just, and then, and then following the program to, um, <laughs> to, to understand it and not to say that adults don't understand it, but they pick up on it faster and how, how it goes and how you fill in your boxes and all that stuff. And for them, it's like, wait, what did I miss? I'm just like, well, where are you? And they're all the way down to C's and they should be on A's. I'm like, kid, up here. <laughs> did you finish your A's? No. So why are you on C? Oh. <laughs> and it's one time it happens. It, it's one time it happens and it clicks, but it is that is such a far beyond, that's so far beyond what an adult will mess up with where they're just like, because what they'll usually do is they'll remember to ask the question, be like, now I'm on A2 and there's only two A's. Do I go back to A1? Yes, you do. You go back to that. Done. Kids, keep going. They don't ask questions. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I love the helter-skelter approach, but you're going to hurt yourself. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's little it's little things like that. And um, But then watching, you know, I had one athlete that was last year doing kettlebell deadlifts and she graduated to trap bar. Now she's been on trap bar ever since. And everybody is chasing her. Everybody is chasing her for the most part. There's a, there's a couple, there's a couple boys that are on trap bar, but the rest of the athletes are all chasing her right now. And, awesome. you know, cause I, cause I, you know, I have a standard that you have to hit for kettlebell deadlift before you get to the bars and as most, as many do. And if you don't, you should, um, but yeah, so, uh, they're all, a lot of them are chasing her and uh, a couple boys right now. Um, so, but she's the, she's been the most consistent by far. So watching that, just like with any other client, but for whatever reason, when it's a young person, it's great. And, um, to change the attitude of some of these kids, because mm -hmm. I, I look at it as I'm not training them as an athlete. Yes, I am, but I'm teaching them how to take care of themselves for the remainder of their lifetime. Yeah. And it's not something that clicked in my brain when I was in high school until probably 
<laughs> well afterwards, probably like one of my last years in college when um, I did an internship with um, UMaine Strength and Conditioning and Coach Nick, if you're out there, I love you, man. And you freaking saved my career. You saved my ass. And mm. whew, I, I, owe, I owe him a, a debt of gratitude. But I was, I didn't understand how to take care of myself. And he just, he gave me the jolt in my, in the, into my head. Like, dude, you need to be able to do these exercises so that you can demonstrate them to the athletes. And I couldn't. Mm. That was not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was not good. So uh, I kind of put myself together and started to work out three days a week and, um, you know, not drink every beer in sight and, <laughs> uh, and, you know, eat, eat some, eat some decent food every once in a while. And, and, you know, I still ate the pizza and whatever. And, but, you know, I just started to understand like during the weeks and yeah, sorry, the green and the green, the red and the, and the yellow stuff that's got to go into, unfortunately. And that's yeah. just how it is. Um, might not taste amazing. I covered it in some sort of like raspberry vinaigrette or something like that. That worked. I was like, done. <laughs> it was enough. It was enough. It, it made it made good enough to eat, and then I could eat my sandwich or whatever the heck it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, so for me, it was like nobody taught me that until I met Coach Nick, um, Dan Nickel. Um, he was, and yeah, so that kind of. So for me, I want to these kids to all learn. Like, this is not just something to do for your sport. This is something you can do for the remainder of your lifetime. Not all the stuff that we're doing. Like some of the stuff we're doing, I wouldn't give to a Gen Pop client because it's really intense. Sometimes yeah. they want it, I'll give it to them, but uh, <laughs> the likelihood of them wanting that is very, very low. So because <laughs> they, they see they what these it. kids do, they 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 come off, you know, sweating buckets and just. Huh, huh, I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You'll thank me for that later. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they will. So, yeah. and, and I, and I love doing that and I love, and um, I've had a couple of uh, young, like eighth grade freshman uh, uh, female athletes. And I really put the, the power into them be like, if somebody tells you that picking up a heavy weight is wrong, you hit them and you hit them hard. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand me? And they, and they're, they actually kind of laughed at that, but they all understood like, yes, this is, this is actually something I should be able to do. Um, Cause I had a couple of, um, I had a couple of graduated athletes come in and they're still picking stuff, heavy stuff up and putting it back down. So um, they, they feel it and they, they can see that at least as an example, like you don't have to just do this in high school. You can do this for the rest of your life. And there's nothing wrong with it. So yeah, hope that's what I'm hoping happens. How many of it hits? I guess it's up to me, but at the same time, I can like control so much. Yeah. Work. Yeah. That's like so tremendously valuable though. I mean, even if maybe it doesn't click right away. I mean, thinking back to like when I was in high school, like the beginnings of my knee issues started back then. Cause mm. I was playing softball. I wasn't being trained properly. I was, you know, my form for different things was off. And, you know, if I had had that kind of influence back then, first of all, I probably wouldn't be in the situation I'm in right <laughs> now with my knees, but also I would have developed healthier habits and a better relationship with my body and those habits probably a lot sooner than I did. So you know, whether or not they realize it now at some point down the road, I, I think that, I mean, they're, they're going to feel those impacts, especially in college when all of a sudden you're on your own and you get to make your own decisions about food and things like that. And, you know, having that strong foundation, I think is critical. Yeah. Only can hope so. I, yeah, just trying to, and 
that speaks more to, and for me, that speaks to back to like why I coach high school and yeah. I don't want to coach like um, senior level and hot, higher up. Although if USA rugby came calling, I'd probably go, but um, other than that, <laughs> not happening anytime soon. Um, yeah. But if, but yeah, to like high school, like you make a bigger, and I don't remember who the heck said it, but it just stuck with me. Like you make such a bigger impact on more people coaching at like a, a school level than you do at a, at a, at a, you know, an adult level, because, you know, the impact's already gone really yeah. at that point. So I, yeah, I want to try and do what I can. And, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, we try and my, myself and the coaching, uh, uh, assistant coaches got the words out. Um, the assistant coaches and myself are very big on, you know, working on improving the person and then just doing it through rugby. And that is something that we just really, really try and strive on and um we got a lot of compliments about how um how great our players were and they were the most well behaved one of the teams got like best sportsmanship so yeah so yeah that was that's cool um so i i that's what i can i can only hope to keep doing that um it's only been a few years so (laughs) i might have a few more in front of me we'll see (laughs) that's awesome i bet you do i bet you absolutely do fingers crossed I mean, I think that, you know, sports in general have such a good opportunity to teach young people how to interact with others in a more positive way. Um, I mean, we do hear these horror stories coming out, especially um, of like hazing rituals in the locker room Mm -hmm. and whatever um, that I believe have been going on for ages. Uh, We're just actually hearing about them more and more. Um, thanks to kiddos actually speaking up. Um, but I think that when kids, as somebody who works with young people myself, have really positive, non-toxic adults to foster habits and behavior and um, characteristics in, um, it's really important for them to have someone like you um, to model themselves after and to see as a role model. So this might be a bad time to say that I run on the field and run, uh, yell at the referee every minute I get a chance to. <laughs> kidding, <laughs> kidding, 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 <laughs> kidding. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually very thankful of the parent group that I have with the high school team I coach. For the most part, well, number one, a lot of the parents have no idea what's going on in the sport, number one. So that takes away a lot right there. The, <laughs> the little minute rules that those parents will yell at, which I actually will yell at the TV for, that's a different story. Um, that would norm, people would normally yell at and, and about are, you know, so far from their brain because they don't know what's going on. Mm. With the few, you know, there are a few parents that, you know, they played when they were younger and, you know, they, wa- they still watch and are very passionate about that that's the very few. So I don't have that huge problem. Um, hopefully, I mean, if I, if I get the problem, fine, it means more people have been paying attention to the sport, which is something that I'd be excited about, but I still hope that they can keep a backseat and let us do the coaching and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. listen, refereeing is not a fun, fun job for any high school per like in any high school sport. Um, so I, I, I feel for them. And so, but so the only thing I don't have time for is when the referee's a jerk mm-hmm. that I don't have time for. It's like, all right, 
you're not you might not be good at your job but you're an okay person so i can live with it if you're a jerk and you suck at your job now i have problems okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you are working with folks what do you find is the most difficult skill and or practice for people to start implementing? <sighs> um, in general, it's, 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 a, it's a double-edged sword. It's, it's a little bit um, on the consistency side, but then it's on the other side of it where you need to find the happy medium and not get so mad at yourself when you miss a week or, or you miss two weeks, whatever, you know, it's finding that very happy spot of, all right, I'm going to be away on vacation and I will live with it. It'll be okay. Maybe I'll work out. Maybe I won't. That's okay. Um, but again, on, you know, you got to get, it, it is that bell curve. It's like way too far on one end and not far enough on the other and find the middle where you can one, a place that you can be consistently. So that's, you know, I, and you, you can always tell the people that just aren't going to last. I'm going to come in five days a week. No, you're not. Cause you haven't, you've been doing nothing this whole time and you're going to go from zero to a hundred. That is not going to be consistent. So you have to do your job to rein them back. And again, yeah. that's another one of those part of the bell curves. It's like, all right, pull it back. <laughs> Let's go back to like two, three days a week mm-hmm. and you're going to be awesome. All right. Yeah. And then the, uh, some people that's like, well, maybe one day I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll live with one day and hopefully we can build you up to like two, whether it's on your own or you come in the second day, it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, though, finding that happy media, being consistent and being okay with the fact that you're going to miss a week or two because life happens, you know, it's especially like holidays. Are you kidding me? How many of us can be super consistent around the holidays? If you can, good for you. But at the same time, I want to ask a lot of questions about you. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, what type of unicorn are you? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, and it's because of a lot of um, popular Instagram programs or infomercial programs, right? where it's six days a week, you know, hour long programs. And we folks have this in their head that that's if to be doing it, you need to be doing that in order for it to quote unquote count um, and helping people realize you don't need to overhaul all of the things all at once in order for anything to count. Um, and that's like really hard. Like they're like, what you, I only a 30 minute session. What? Yeah. Yep. Right. And it's like, well, first of all, a 10 minute session is better than a 60 minute session that you didn't do. So let's start there and work our way up, right? So um, I think you're right that all or nothing mindset is really hard for folks to break up with. Yeah. Yeah, can't, I, 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 and you know, it's, it's definitely a, a hardo approach from, that stems from like a lot of the toxic masculinity and stuff like that. like go big or go home and you know those are great for motivation in the moment but at the same time like if you've got that on your wall and you're trying to live by that consistently day in day out you're going to crash at some point or you're just going to be for lack of a better term a total asshole you know (laughs) one or the other (laughs) so neither good yeah absolutely so true 
So, so true. And I was just thinking back to, I, I had a client earlier today and I said, movement is movement is movement. Like you did more than you did yesterday. You did more than you've done before. Awesome. You're doing great. So yeah, I could totally see. Um, are there any like typical tips or like pieces of advice you give the folks you work with to try to help them get there? Anything like specific, not to be like, share all your secrets with us for free or anything like that, Please. but. <laughs> you can, you can ask my wife. I'll pull her in here right now. I have no secrets. Um, <laughs> I have, there's no secret ingredient in this whole thing right now. <laughs> you know, it's like Kung Fu Panda. There's no secret ingredient. Um, <laughs> um, so for the, for the youngsters, it's, um, trying to get them on board with like at least getting, you know, drinking water and eating food, like a proper amount. And I get some of these kids, I swear. I'm like, dude, where does it go? Like, yeah. <laughs> where does it go? And they burn it. Like it's freaking, Oh my God. I can't, I, I don't understand. They burn it like a 747. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so, but so to get them on board with that, um, especially like protein, like, um trying to do that is usually is usually my number one goal with that because they're coming in they're showing up they got to refuel they got to give themselves some rest so on and so forth um and for and for adults it's it, it's still probably a little bit on the nutrition side of, as far as like something i try and give them help with and it's it is the it is the protein it is like is the protein and then obviously stopping the freaking you know fear mongery of carbs my yeah. lord i have not i have not had to shoot down more things other than that yeah. like and not just in my job but in my general life when people talk about it i'm like that is not a thing would you stop yep. <laughs> please yep. that is not a thing um so those yeah and in general those are probably it and and then just like and uh, and i think the number one thing that kind of people miss when i say, say it to them um in the gym is if it hurts, tell me. Mm, yeah. And the and we have to start distincting, obviously, what's pain and what's you know soreness and and the muscle actually working. But I, but we get to that point where they're like, well, this hurts. I'm like, you were supposed to tell me that. <laughs> 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 and and it's, it, thankfully, it's never been that bad. But at the same time, like, folks, if it hurts, tell your trainer. It means something's going awry, and whether they've picked mm -hmm. up on it or not you know, you need to tell them. And I'm obviously every coach should be very aware of what's going on with their clients. But at the same time, it's little nuances that especially when you get four or five bodies in the gym, sometimes the little nuances that are just not quite clicking that are starting to cause you a little bit of anguish. Um, those need to just be like, Hey, can you, and it's, it can be as simple as, Hey, can you come look at this closer? Yes, I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm away. All right. And that, and then you just see the little thing, like, um, I had a client that was, um, and we, it's funny how it happened. It, it all, it almost always happens to one person. They were overarching themselves when they were trying to do trap our deadlift. And I'm like, mm. if you just want to go back to this and, you know, get into this neutral position with, um, you know, you put a yoga block between their elbows. So stuff like that, and just get them to feel that a little bit or do the cat cow where they can kind of feel where the middle is, um, yeah. something like that. And, then they pick up on it. And, you know, it's, again, it's one of those nuances that, you know, when I've got three people in the room, it looks okay with, with a quick glance, but then when they come and tell me like something's going on, all right, now I need to have a closer look. And I just saw her slip into it 
barely. And that was enough for me to be like, that's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so yeah. Um, coaches do your job. Clients talk to your coaches. <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> It's yeah. a communication issue. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back to when you, at the beginning when um, of our conversation, when, you know, it's a two-way street, right? And because all bodies are different, um, a, some people have naturally a more curved neutral spine. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. at a glance, it's hard for us to necessarily always know exactly what somebody is feeling in their bodies when something is happening. So um, so Correct. yeah, so folks, make sure you are always communicating with your coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, totally. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, yeah, it's, that's the number one. That's like the first rule. Like even in my assessment, I'm like, if it hurts, tell me. Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't sink in. I'm like, mm-hmm. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody remember. Yeah. I think that difference between you know what's discomfort and what's pain mm-hmm. and. And what what is you know to push myself to a challenge point and you know if you're listening to this and you're a beginner those are all little nuances of training that you will gradually kind of learn in your body so um and especially if you're a beginner you are going to have lots of challenge you're probably challenging yourself enough so to like be worried about whether or not you're progressively overloading yourself enough <laughs> at this moment. Um, as a beginner, you are probably doing just that, just showing up. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously an oversimplification, oversimplic- but um, there, there's a beauty in being a beginner because you do get pretty quick results with strength and hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything is a new stimulus to your body. So try not to worry too much about like, am I challenging myself enough right now? Cause um, you probably are. Yeah. Um, that was my tangent for the night. <laughs> Good one. Newbie gains. <laughs> newbie gains. Oh, <laughs> to get those newbie gains again. Yeah, right. <laughs> so no longer so simple. No. <laughs> never ever no 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 but I think yeah kind of speaking to the beginners still like learning the difference between that that pain point that challenge point that discomfort it can be frustrating right like figuring that out and it's important to remember that like that's not a fault of your own we live in a society and a culture where like being alienated from our bodies is encouraged right? Mm. Just by virtue of living in a capitalist society, we're taught to ignore our hunger cues because we got to work, you know? Mm. So (laughs) like, (laughs) if you are struggling to tune back into that and figure out what feels like a good challenge, that's not on you and it will come. You just got to keep checking in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not the, and this is like something that I've tried to put my foot, put my foot on the throat of like, the toxic masculinity and you know whatever else you wish to call it like the fight through the pain type of stuff and you know in sports you sometimes you gotta you can't control what an athlete's gonna do um even if you know unless you can get some sort of telepathic you know channel going on between their brain and yours you but at the same time like to not you know to say that this hurts to say that you know there's something wrong it's so annoying to me and you know i've 
I've done, I done, I had to do a lot of work for myself to like figure out, all right, this is wrong, you know, internally. And it's just like, you know, it, it's just something that it really irks the crap out of me. So yeah, if it hurts, if there's a problem, that's something wrong, like in general, talk, you know, talk, <laughs> you know, don't swallow it. You know what? I, I have too many male role models that did exactly that and taught so many bad examples and, mm. you know, and then you wonder why they just freaking blow up in a fit of rage. It's like, Hmm, I'm going to give you a hint. And it's probably because it was something that started a year ago, six months ago, and they <laughs> never talked about it. And now, now we've reached the boiling point where something that's so minute and stupid has hit you. And it's like, bang, and it can be the same way with your body where you know you got this that and the other thing that are really bothering you and you have one stupid like bad janky rep that comes in and all of a sudden you feel like you just fell apart yep. Yep. so when did this start happening and when did this start happening oh that yep. was like two weeks ago and that was like six months ago it's like what the hell <laughs> you were <laughs> supposed to talk about that stuff you need to talk to me go see a doctor go see a therapist and you know that's where us as coaches having a good network comes into play but mm. like, yeah if like if if somebody is in my setting and they don't have at least a good PT to go to, what the hell are you doing? Like yeah. you got to sharpen your game, homie. That's yep. all I know. So yeah. Yeah, most coaches that are in these private settings will have that or the, like the studio, like obviously like we know like, like Cressy would always have a place to go to no matter what, you know, it's like, they're probably sending a to champion, but either way, you know, mm-hmm. even back in the day, they knew they needed to, have someone to go to uh, as a, as a business. So even if like Eric or Tony or whoever else was working there, didn't know they'd be like, bang, we got, you know, we know we as a group know one person, which we can definitely send you to. And, you know, so the business needs to know, or the person needs to know, don't know which one don't care which one somebody got to know though. And yeah, we got, it's just communicate, communicate, communicate. Can't Mm -hmm. say it enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my kids are my, the kids on the team are so they're such a pain in the ass sometimes it's and it's so overplayed like what do we need to do guys on the field better and they they say communicate i'm like besides that because that's an obvious one <laughs> they and they know it's the correct answer they know it's the right answer so they just they default to that which is great because hopefully they understand that that is very important but at the same time i'm like guys i need another one besides that one please okay <laughs> <laughs> i need that one listen so funny. i like you all for knowing that one but you all need to have a better one than just that one, please. So, but yes, it is, it, it's not stated enough in some ways. So I've done well on the, on, on the high school field. Now I need to do well with the other people, apparently. <laughs> I'm over there. So how can folks work with you, find you, um, you know, what, what, um, are you primarily in person? Do you do any yes. work? Okay. All right. Yeah, I've, I've done, I have two, I have two people left on Zoom and I will do one person on Zoom sometimes when okay. desperation is called for, but they've been basically carried over. They're, okay. they're carryover from, from when, when we were in lockdown and I don't have a whole lot of interest in adding more. Um, okay. I like the, in, I like the in-person energy that I get. So it, it helps me throughout the day and so, so on and so forth. So um, yeah. I'm at Core Studios in Brookline. Um, first 15, first 15 being the XB variation. Yeah, I should probably put that out there too. It's not the, the number 15, it's the Roman numeral 15, XB. 
Um, okay. So first xbperformance.com. That's my website. Um, I'm trying, I don't remember. I don't even remember my Instagram handle that well. Uh, JDykeFXVP. That's the one. I remember it. All right. Um, yeah. So those are the two, those are the places you'll likely find me. Cause there's like, uh, the website has a contact, um, block that you can send to me and be like, oh, I want to train with you or I have questions. Fine. Have at, let's go. Um, email list is signed up that is the sign up there. And then, yeah, I've had a couple people every once in a while reach out uh, via Instagram, just to ask questions too. So that's not a big deal for me either. Um, but yeah, that's where that's the two places you find me the most website and Instagram. Facebook. I have a business page on Facebook, but it mostly is posted via my Instagram because mm-hmm. I don't like going on Facebook anymore. It's there's a lot of other issues with Facebook that I have. Oh. Nothing to do with my business, more to do with like the cesspool it's turned into. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most common thing every person who's been on this podcast has okay. had to say. Like, yeah, I'm on Facebook, but like, if I could not be on there, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I didn't need it for my Instagram, I would not have it, but yep. it's yep. there. So take advantage of it when I, when I do, when, when a post does make it, because they don't post everything from Instagram to Facebook. I don't think reels make it necessarily. Yeah, not always. Yeah. Yeah. So just be happy with that there or just get an Instagram account and come follow me over there. That's that's (laughs) about all. That's about all I can say for that. Um, But yeah, so those are the two two primary ways. And um, yeah, yeah, hopefully anybody listening knows exactly what I meant by the 15 too. And don't get confused. It's a Roman numeral XB. It's weird. I know, but that's a rugby thing. Again, we talked about this. If we haven't, if I haven't mentioned rugby on this podcast yet, I failed. (laughs) (laughs) And we will link this all, all your contact information um, in the show notes as well. So folks, please make sure you reach out um, to Jared with any questions about training, especially deadlifting, anything (laughs) with rugby athleticism, um, you know, especially if you were in the Boston area. Um, worth the trip into Brookline to go and have a session with him. So one of the yeah, nicest, no coolest dudes I had the opportunity to take a workshop with. So Aww. well, you were yeah. you were awesome too. So <laughs> don't don't hold back there. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold you were awesome too. So that's that's how I was this formed and that was awesome. And thank and we have to thank Tina too for I putting us together because yeah, she's hey, yeah, thank you, Tina. Um I love Tina and Tina, I play, and for the, I think you know this, I play rugby with her husband. So that's one of the reasons that I know her. Okay. I don't yeah. think I knew that. All right. Yeah. Y'all, it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew, and I knew Tina for, through another reason too, but yeah, that's one of the reasons, one of the ways that I, I know her now as well. So yeah, it all, it all connects eventually, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was such a great conversation and yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, could not could not have been happier to to be here and, and to just shoot the ship with you with you too. Makes yes. it so it was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at strong and simple podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, 
please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.